This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom Aleichem, everyone. So glad to be back. I wanted to speak about this week a topic that has to do uh, with a little bit with synagogues, but it has a lot to do with how we run our our whatever we do on Shabbat. Our our biz, a little bit to do with our business on Shabbat. We'll see which is the topic of Schar Shabbat, earning money on Shabbat. Now, it could be many of us don't work on Shabbat, but there are people who do work. For example, babysitters, or somebody who has a Bet Knesset and they run a child care group. So there's, uh, there's, there's workers who work specifically for child care. Or we'll see a rabbi, or a uh, or a mashgiach, kashrut. He he's also working on Shabbat. He's getting paid for. You think he does it for free? He's working on Shabbat as well. So is there a prohibition of earning money on Shabbat or not? So the Gemara says in Masechet Bava Mitziah that a person is not allowed to watch a cow. For example, that was the example over there. Because they are going to be earning Schar Shabbat. What's the reason why Schar Shabbat is Asur? Rashi says because it looks like you're doing business. You're earning Shabbat, you're earning money. It looks like there's business being done on Shabbat. And if that's the case, one is not allowed to be uh, one is not allowed to be earning that money on Shabbat. One of the famous cases that the Shulchan Aruch brings in Siman Shin Zayin and also in the Halachot of Rosh Hashanah is a Machloket. Whether a chazan or a bal tokea could get paid for doing their work on Shabbat or on Rosh Hashanah only, so Shulchan Aruch brings two opinions. If he's a, if a person is allowed to, he says like this in Siman Shin Vav Sivei Asur Liskor Chazanim Leitpalel BeShabbat. You can you can get a chazan to work on Shabbat. VeYesh Mishematir. And there are those who permit it. Now, even if there are those who permit it, in Simantav Kuf Pehe, the Shulchan Aruch writes, even if, if you if you, those who permit it because it's a Dvar Mitzvah, they say, okay, even if it's a Sur, but a Dvar Mitzvah, it's Mutar. But, En Roe Siman Bracha Mi Mamonze. That you're not going to see a Bracha for money that's earned on Shabbat. In Morocco, they would have a saying that working on Tisha Be'av and working on Purim, there's no siman bracha. They would say in Arabic, flus de echa, flus de micha mocha, which is the money of echa and micha mocha, which is what we read on before Purim, uh, en bo siman bracha. That's, a, that's what we said. So that's also when you work on Tisha B'Av and work on Purim also, you don't see siman bracha from that money. So this would be the same thing. What does that mean if you don't if you don't see siman bracha? Some poskim say, let's say you have to pay off, uh, uh, you have money that you owe someone, you want to work in order to pay off that money, you'd be allowed. Some people say that if you want to, if you would want to uh, uh, pay back workers uh, uh, that 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 they not only if you're owed money to, but you don't you're not making the month, that's also a notice that that also would be allowed. It's a question. What's called enuro esiman bracha, but. It, it doesn't make sense so what if, if if it's a dvar mitzvah it should be allowed what any isur dira banan for a mitzvah it's allowed some people think that way they think okay well I'm not allowed to work on Shabbat but I'll donate some money to tzedakah so then it'll be allowed it's like a mitzvah it doesn't work that way it's asur it's asur 
So there's one particular heter by by Ischar Shabbat, which I'm sure some of you are aware of, which is called Havla'a. Havla'a means absorbing the cost. Absorbing, uh, the, the Chachamim said, you're not allowed to earn Ischar Shabbat, but if during the week you work as well, and you get paid in one lump sum, that would be allowed. For example, if I work on 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 Shabbat and on Friday, and I so I get paid for Friday and on Shabbat, it's one lump sum. Then it doesn't look like I'm doing business. And here we're going to get to a very important a very important klal. And this klal is written by uh, by uh, one of the great acharonim that we had in the previous century. That all the yeshivot basically nowadays are based on his derech alimud. His name is Reb Chaim Soloveitchik, Reb Chaim Brisker they called him. Reb Chaim Brisker said the following, and I want to tell you why this chidush of Chaim Brisker, because all the yeshivot speak about this, 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 uh, this, this chidush of Reb Chaim Brisker, but in reality we find this chidush was said a few hundred years beforehand by the Orachaim HaKadosh, Reb Chaim Ben Atar, in his, uh, in his uh, sefer Chifetz Hashem on Masechet Shabbat Daf Yutet. And the chidush is the following. There's no prohibition of earning money on Shabbat. How do we know there's no prohibition of earning on Shabbat? You know what a prime example to that is? Prime example is, you're all, let's say you find a diamond ring on Shabbat in a place where there's an eruv. You pick it up, you put it in your pocket, no problemo, you're allowed to keep it. Oh, you earned a lot of money there on Shabbat. You earned, uh, earned $10,000. It's not a problem you're earning money on Shabbat. You're allowed to pick it up, of course. So you kick it to the side because it's mukse. So you kick it to the side. You make sure that nobody else sees, and then after Shabbat you come and pick it up. Yeah, because diamond ring is not mukse. That's not mukse. So besides that, so you're allowed to earn money. So I'm, so I'm just proving that you're allowed to earn money on Shabbat. Another example is that let's say you are, let's say you are, uh, um, you have a, a stake in a company. You have stocks. They're making money on Shabbat as well. You're allowed to keep that money. Now, maybe that would be allowed because during the rest of the week also you get earnings. That's called behavla'ah. But Reb Chaim says, let's say you find a, a, an object. This is written in a letter from a student of Ezer Zalman Meltzer in a certain book that, that, it's, that, 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 that you're allowed to keep it. So he says, the Isra is not earning money on Shabbat, but rather, listen, listen closely, when you do a milacha, when you are actually doing an action, you are working... For example, you are you are you are watching a cow, and you're getting paid for it. That action is like you are working on Shabbat. It makes it as if you work on Shabbat, and that's what's asur, and that's what the Rachaim says the same thing. Therefore, he says maybe a chazan would be allowed to work. Why? Because all a chazan is doing is that he's doing tefillah. It's not called work. It's it's just it's just uh, it's 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 something that you have to do anyways on Rosh Hashanah. It's it's tefillah. So he doesn't call that work. So it can't be that you're transforming yourself at work and therefore it's a Lidvan Mitzvah. Either way, Rav Ovadi Yosef has a long teshuvah that he proves that all the Sephardic communities and the Ashkenazi communities for generation were lenient Lidvar Mitzvah and that they would take Schar Shabbat. For example, the Shochatim in Europe, they would be Shochet only on Yom Tov and they would get paid for it. That he says that the custom, uh, the, the Rav Shlomo Kluger says that was the custom. And also in the Sephardic countries, a lot of, uh, they used to have in one place, Rav Chaim Palaji writes in Turkey, 
that they used to learn Mishnayot and get paid for it. There was a Hevra that would learn specifically Mishnayot and learn for and, and, and get paid for it on Shabbat. There's also, the Rebbe Chaim says it was allowed. So there's a, many, many examples of Dvar Mitzvah by the Svarim Ashkenazim that the Minhag was to be lenient. Even though the Shulchan Aruch writes that the Halacha is Asur Ve'yesh Mishimatir and usually Stam Ve'yesh, Halacha Kestam is the first opinion. Over here he says the Halacha is like the second opinion. So when I was learning this Halacha a few months ago, I told myself, wait a second. In our, in our synagogue, uh, in uh, in the link kollel that is not in the the small synagogue we don't have childcare but in the in the link kollel we have uh, we have childcare groups and my daughters work in that childcare group I said they're not they're they're only working Shabbat they don't prepare beforehand you see if they would do something beforehand or if they're in a child program that has mutzi Shabbat as well and they get paid in one lump sum it's fine but if they're working only for childcare I told them I told them that's asur. They're not allowed to do that because they're working specifically for Shabbat. They can't take the money. What is the what is the itza? It's very easy to solve this problem of Shabbat. Solve this halacha. You just have to know. You have to have knowledge. Once you have knowledge, you can do a lot. So I told them, what do they have to do from now on? All the child care, all of the child care uh, workers that they're getting specifically paid for Shabbat, they have to have expenses. For example, they should go Friday to the store to buy candies for the kids. They'll get reimbursed, and when they get reimbursed, they also get paid for Shabbat. Then it doesn't look like schasha. It's a certain heter. It's a permission. I wouldn't call it a loophole. It's something that it's not getting specifically paid for Shabbat. It's getting specifically paid for everything. They also say a chazan if he wants to be uh, if he wants to be yotze all of his opinions. What should he do? He should do silichot as well. He's getting paid for silichot. By Ashkenazim, they say you should do that. They have a very important silichot mutzi Shabbat where they start their silichot. He should do that silichot. That way he get not not Rav said not a regular sidichot but an important sidichot that is considered as as a as as a, for the uh, for 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 one lump payment. So too when you get paid expenses, then then you get paid for everything. A babysitter as well. If a girl is babysitting for you only for Shabbat and not for during the rest of the week, you have to tell her to buy a few candies to give out to the kids. You'll pay her back for the candies and you'll pay her for the babysitting as well. Also, for a mashgiach kashrut, the same thing. He has to make sure he works on Friday, or he does some type of expenses, or beforehand, in other, or, or else it's going to be a problem of schar Shabbat. So these are some of alachot that could be very relevant. They could be very relevant. That if a person is allowed to earn money on Shabbat, but he's not allowed to work on Shabbat and get paid for it specifically for then. And if he does, the solution how to do it is that he should work a little bit beforehand or he should have expenses beforehand and then he gets paid all in a lump sum. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.